0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of What They Aren't Telling You with Melissa Floyd. I am Melissa Floyd. Again, you might know me from the Vaccine Conversation podcast with Dr. Bob Sears. Um, You might know me from just my social media. Maybe you just recently started following me and then saw me post about a podcast and you came here to check it out and see what it's all about. So let me kind of give you a little breakdown of of what this podcast is. It's basically discussing a variety of things that are the unpopular opinion, but it's evidence-based. It's data-based. This is about finding facts and information and educated opinions on the other side of a controversial topic. Of course, there's no topic that is easier to kind of deal with right now than COVID and I find that very fascinating. So a lot of what I'm talking about now has to do with COVID. Anyway, whatever reason that you are here, welcome. I hope you stay and I hope you tell other people about it because I love having these conversations and um, and I want you guys here. So I'm going to go into an interesting thing today. It was like a A pamphlet uh, that I came across by an organization that is basically there to increase confidence in the COVID-19 vaccine. And they have an entire uh, pamphlet based on how to communicate to parents about COVID with your kids and about getting the COVID vaccine for your kids. So I just want to go into a little bit on this and about the level of you know, PR that is involved in this and really a type of manipulation to a psychological manipulation to sort of gather how people feel and what could convince people to feel a certain way. Now, they've been doing this with vaccines, regular childhood vaccines for a long time. We covered a little bit of that on the vaccine conversation because you can't look at what's been going on the last five or six years in this particular arena and not understand that it is a public relations campaign this is like rinse and repeat you're seeing this over and over again the same thing happens put out a message discredit anybody who questions that message pay for certain science to support your message discredit any science that goes against your message vilify the parents who are questioning make them look crazy, and then create a war between people that becomes the focus so people stop paying attention to the fact that the science really isn't there or that the questions have validity. This is like the same cycle that we're seeing over and over. We saw it with COVID, but we've also been seeing it for six years prior to this as it relates to legislation surrounding childhood vaccines and whether or not you should be able to have a conscientious or personal belief exemption, religious exemption, or even a medical exemption in some states. But before I get into that, and that's going to be pretty brief, I wanted to uh, quickly talk about this uh, tweet by Chris Rock about um, him getting COVID, but being vaccinated. Now, I did look back at The Tonight Show where in May, he mentioned he was vaccinated. There seems to be a little confusion, though, about which one. He said he had Johnson & Johnson, but they're calling him the two shot rock, which of course, you wouldn't have two doses. But um, he mentioned it multiple different places on his PR campaign that he did for his new book or stand up or whatever he was doing. And uh, he did say multiple times that he was vaccinated. So he's vaccinated in May. So I went, of course, on his Twitter, because I was so curious, like, are people lighting him up? Are people just attacking him? Listen, I was vaccinated. I got COVID. It's really bad. You don't want this. Go get vaccinated. It's just kind of like a funny message to be putting out there. Hey, this happened to me. And there were so many responses that I thought were, uh, I guess, newsworthy in my world. Um, I, just, I, I could not believe what people were saying. So many people... Are under the impression that without the vaccine, they would have died when they got COVID after having the vaccine. People have truly forgotten that there's another alternative, which is to get COVID and not die. Apparently, there's only one conclusion here you get it, you're done. But if you had the vaccine, then you're only hospitalized and almost die, and thank God for the vaccine. So I'm going to read to you some of these tweets, and, and some of these I'm going to post on my, my page and respond to. In fact, I posted one today, and um, I'll read that first one to you. So this guy says, this is in response to Chris Rock. So he's writing this back to Chris Rock. He says, my second time around, light case in March of 2020, Delta in July 2021, two weeks alone almost died. And I was vaccinated March 2021. If I hadn't muerto muerto, which means death, death, or die in Spanish. So he's saying he had it before the vaccines were even out. He had it March 2020. He got the vaccine March 2021. Three months later, three, four months later, he gets COVID again, and he's calling it the Delta version, but you know, there's really no way to, I guess, say that officially. He says he gets COVID again, and he almost died, and it was two weeks of this intense infection. But he says, if I hadn't have been vaccinated, I would have died. So my response to him was, hmm, you don't think there's a small chance that getting vaccinated wiped out your natural antibody protection, which is scientifically documented, by the way? And that made you more susceptible to a stronger case with a variant. So that was my response because, get this, if the vaccine can eliminate your antibody protection, eliminate what you have that is going to protect you in the future against maybe not the exact same strain, but something similar. And it's been documented that the vaccine actually Eliminates or neutralizes prior antibodies from wild infection. So, if that's the case, is there a chance that by wiping out your natural immunity, you actually became more susceptible to this stronger strain? Because I have a theory that people that got COVID, March, February, March, April, May, let's say at the beginning, early parts of this, even even through the summer, people that actually got a symptomatic case, my theory is those people are actually more protected against this, quote, Delta variant that's happening now. Because, you know, I'm not going to make entirely light of what's going on. When this first happened in the spring of 2020, that should have been the strongest of it. Because viruses naturally mutate to become weaker. I'm going to say this again. Pathogens do not typically mutate to become more deadly. They mutate to become more contagious, which means they have to allow their host to survive or they would not be able to transfer to a new host, which is what they want. So viruses typically mutate to become weaker, not stronger. And you know, we had this discussion back in, what was it, uh, summer really of last year, because they're like, oh, there's this second wave and this mutation is going to be stronger. It's like, well, that's not how it works. That's not typically how it works. I mean, typically meaning almost every single time. Unless man has maybe gotten involved in one way or another. Now that could be in the creation of this in the first place. It could be in the mitigation response that basically jacked up the natural progression of how this could have gone and been done And had milder mutations that would eventually cycle through the the population and just been endemic. Endemic meaning something that happens every season or yearly, seasonally. Or there's even a third option where things can go wrong because of intervention from man. That would be mass vaccination in the middle of a pandemic. Now, you've seen a few doctors speak out on this. Mass vaccinating everyone in the middle of a pandemic does what overuse of antibiotics does, which is to create vaccine resistant strains or to create stronger mutations more deadly mutations possibly, or just a a variation from what the natural progression is, which means it's like a free-for-all as far as what we're going to see, but something's off. Something is definitely off with what's going on right now, because I am hearing of people having stronger cases. I am hearing of people having two-week and three-week illnesses I'm not hearing that from people who had it in March, April, May, June of 2020, though. There's something to be said about wild infection that creates what would be called broad spectrum immunity or broad spectrum antibody protection. And the criticism of vaccinating during a pandemic is that you are creating narrow antibody protection or narrow immunity. And in the process, you're wiping out the prior protection you might have had if you did already have the wild infection. Remember, a lot of people were exposed and were not symptomatic and yet still had protection too. So why were people continuing to get the vaccine after infection? Why were doctors encouraging this? Wiping out that protection, in my opinion, is what is causing more serious cases now. Meaning if we just left well enough alone, we would be in a different place right now. But we all knew that, right? I mean, this whole idea of the two weeks to flatten the curve, we all kinda knew, you know, forcing people to stay away from everything for a period of time, trying to suppress this virus, like it's going to backfire because you cannot control something like this. You cannot control something that spreads from person to person with this many people in the world. And all these countries that are like on crazy lockdowns going, look, we beat this, you know, we're COVID free. What a joke. For how long? I mean, you can't do that forever. Just like I, you can't hide from this forever. But wiping out immunity that you might've already had could make you more susceptible to a stronger case or strain now. Now, I personally had it in March, 2020. I think I'm protected from what's going on right now because of that broader protection that my body has. But listen to what some of these people say. So this guy said, this is his second time around. He got the infection, had antibody protection, and then was a dumbass and got the vaccine after that, which I think actually set him up to be more susceptible for the infection he got in July, and then that, he says, almost killed him. Now, he says what he can attribute his life to now is because he got the vaccine, where I would argue it's probably because of the vaccine that you almost lost your life. But people are not seeing things that way that are in this group. Here's another person. She said, hey, Chris, I hope you're doing well. I'm fully vaccinated and always wear a mask in public. Yet I am on day eight and my husband day five of having COVID. She said, first couple of days were torture I've been getting better every day, as is hubby. Hope you get better soon. Hashtag get vaccinated now. Okay. Fully vaccinated. Always wear a mask in public. Yet she has COVID. Her husband has COVID. The first couple days were torture and she's on day eight. Remind me again about the Yeah, you might still get it if you're vaccinated, but it's going to be mild. Isn't that what they've been saying? But this lady's on day eight. Doesn't sound very mild. She said the first couple of days were torture. But at the end of this, she's got a hashtag that says, y'all better make sure and get vaccinated now. I guarantee you she's one of the people who thinks... Had I not had the vaccine, I probably would have died. Yet millions of people are getting infected and having the same symptoms she had that are not vaccinated. How is it better if you're still going to get it and have eight days of it and have days that are torture? Why all of a sudden are people assuming the only alternative would be death? Why are people assuming there's no way to weather this in a mild way? Okay, another person says, there is no way to know if Rock was vaccinated or not, unless he tells us. But either way, the message is clear enough. I would say he probably wasn't. Breakthrough cases are rare, and the symptoms are generally mild. So this guy comes to the conclusion that he wasn't vaccinated. But, spoiler alert, he was. And I responded to this guy saying, because he said, think logically, there's no way to know if he's vaccinated or not. I said, thinking logically would imply you also do your research. He was vaccinated in May of this year. Breakthrough cases aren't as, quote, rare as you think. Okay, another person says, you can get COVID multiple times. Natural immunity lasts for 90 days. Says who? This is laughable to me. And then the guy goes, the vaccine's immunity is six months. It also reduces the severity. If you get it, I used to work in this research. So therefore, I'm an expert. You can get COVID multiple times. Natural immunity lasts for 90 days. There's not a piece of scientific research anywhere that has determined that natural immunity only lasts 90 days. There is not a single piece of literature anywhere that can say the average immunity from natural infection lasts only 90 days. This guy has literally made up a number and declared it as fact. And whoever comes across this tweet is going to go, oh, this researcher said. Then he goes on to claim as fact that the vaccine's immunity lasts six months. Also... Not true, because what we're seeing is it's waning closer to three months. So ironically, real natural immunity is lasting 14 months and counting. The vaccine immunity is waning at three months. And he claims that it reduces the severity if you get it. There's really no way to say that that's true either. Uh, Clearly, the woman we just read as you know, on day eight, and uh, doesn't seem to be very mild for her. So, of course, I wrote back to Melvin. This is Melvin. Melvin, you must not have been looking at the research with your eyes open. Natural immunity has been documented to last over 14 months and counting. The vaccine is waiting after three months. Hence, Israel and the need for boosters. It's not that complicated to understand. Melvin, Melvin, Melvin. I'll probably share that one at some point, too. Okay, so remember, Chris Rock's actual tweet was, Hey guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this. Get vaccinated, okay? Jeff responds back to Chris Rock and says, Triple vaxxed here and I still wear a mask. Not for me, but for my fifth grade students and fellow humans whom I may unknowingly accidentally infect. Get better soon. So I wrote back to Jeff You've been vaccinated three times, you continue to wear a mask, and you're acknowledging you can still infect others. Doesn't that tell you something? I'm sorry, guys, but if you've been vaccinated three times and you still think you have to wear a mask everywhere, because you're acknowledging the fact that the vaccine won't stop you from spreading it? What is the point of living if this is the way you're existing? Triple vaccine, plus who knows how many boosters to come with this person, consistent mask usage, and he thinks he's saving everybody else's life. And he's proud of it. When does it end? When does it end? How many doses are enough? How many layers of mitigation are enough? Triple vaccine, double mask, six feet apart, and don't leave your house. I mean, how many layers are going to be enough for people to feel like we can finally move on? Because if you have to get multiple vaccines and still wear a mask all the time, because you know that you can still pass it to people. And of course, we know with the mask, it's not stopping anything either. What kind of living is that? And he was not the only one, by the way, that said something similar. Triple vax, wear a mask all the time. Okay, this other person says, get vaccinated. It is a virus. Why do we get a flu shot every year? It's a virus too. The difference between unvaccinated and vaccinated is a chance at coming out of it alive. Again, like I just feel like, oh my God, this is so dramatic. Really? Every case is gonna be a death? Really? Is that statistically proven? This is like the same thing when you go into a local Facebook city group and somebody's like, oh yeah, these people were protesting the lockdowns. Just wait, natural selection's gonna get them. And I'm like, I'm still here, everybody. Where's natural selection? I thought it was supposed to get me. Wasn't it supposed to get me to prove to everybody how dumb you are if you don't do the vaccine? Now, they said the same thing for those that didn't stay home, right? The people that don't stay home, natural selection will take care of them. Then it became the mask. Oh, people don't want to wear a mask? Natural selection will take care of them. Darwin will take care of them. And yet, my God, we're still here. We're still here living and thriving and... No, we didn't need to uh, utilize emergency services. Uh, I remember people saying, you're going to be begging for a ventilator when you have to go in the ICU. And I'm just like, "Like, what is wrong with people? Or how about this? How about you don't have to go to the ICU because you don't need to have a serious case because you can focus on the health of your body and making sure that you're not going to be taken down. So of course I had to... Right back to this woman. Get vaccinated. Why do we get a flu shot every year? It's the difference between life and death. And I said, we don't get a flu shot every year and amazingly still alive. Mind blown emoji. Oh, and this girl. All right. This girl, her name is a concerned American. (laughs) That's funny to me. Um, She says, I hope you get through this quickly. This is responding to Chris Rock. I'm so irritated. With the people who haven't been vaccinated. I'm going to share this one next on my social media. I'm so irritated with the people who haven't been vaccinated. Ugh, They just bug me so much. I'm just so irritated. I'm just so annoyed with these people. How could they just not get the vaccine? So of course I wrote back, are you? are you so irritated with people who don't get it? There's no part of you that acknowledges the medical concerns, genetic susceptibilities, and circumstances that place people at risk by getting it. We're not talking about a vitamin C tablet, lady. Hashtag so irritating. I mean, come on. I'm sick of people talking about this like it's a trip to the DMV. You just had to go to the DMV and get this filled out. Like, why are people so selfish? I mean, this is a complex medical intervention. Hello, Complex Medical Intervention. You are injecting something into your body that is going to bypass the traditional route. Okay, we're bypassing the means in which our body usually handles things. It is not just something with one ingredient or two ingredients, there are multiple ingredients. This is experimental technology. This is going into different parts of your body in a different way. You're required to get two doses. There have been lots and lots of side effects reported. This is not like filling out a piece of paperwork for your HOA, and you're just so irritated that the other neighbors didn't do it in time. I mean, just the language. She's a concerned American, everyone, and she's so irritated with the people that haven't gotten it. I'm so irritated that she's irritated. I'm irritated that she hasn't done enough research to understand how many valid reasons there are for somebody to opt out. Listen, not every medical intervention is going to be safe for everyone. Not every medical intervention is going to be desirable for everyone for whatever reason. I'm concerned she really calls herself an American without sitting there and understanding The the big asset here of being an American is being somebody who can make free choices for themselves. But she's so irritated. And of course, as soon as I read that, I mean, I couldn't read it without that inflection, that little valley girl inflection. I'm so irritated because that's how it reads to me. And she just really appears so stupid. (laughs) Like, I just, I can't with this lady, but I'll probably share that one next. Okay, next guy, Sid. Thank you, Chris Rock, for being responsible and encouraging people to do the right thing and get vaccinated. This is the only way to get back to normal. Oh, that phrase, that phrase just kills me. They said the same thing about two weeks to flatten the curve, you guys. 18 months ago, it was just two weeks to flatten the curve and then we can get back to normal. Oh, but no, not enough people stayed home, even though almost every single person stayed home that that was not, you know, forced to work an essential job. Not enough people stayed home. So two weeks turned into several months. If we just did this, then this will all be over. If we just did this, then we could get back to normal. Then it was masks. We've got to wear masks. If we just do it for a short time, this will all be over and we can get back to normal. Oh, not enough people did it. And it's because of those people, this is still going on. Oh, now we need to make sure kids are in school with masks. That's the only way. Oh, we need to lock down again, maybe. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to do that. Now the vaccine's coming out. We're going to have to force people to get the vaccine. And I don't, I don't use that word lightly, force, but no joke. Fauci was just on something today saying, we're going to have to pressure people by taking away their right to employment and education. I'm sorry, but if people don't wanna get that and you need to coerce them by removing their right to earn a living or have a right to an education, you are stepping so far over the line of ethics and decency. It is available to people if they want it, We know you think people should get it. It's everywhere. We get it. But you should not be coercing people and pushing people and forcing them to get it. But again, here we are. If everybody just did this, then we could get back to normal. It's just like, oh, that phrase. I just can't stand to hear it because it's like right when you see something in your reach, they keep moving it. They keep moving it. And, you know, eventually people are just going to give up on doing the thing you're asking them to do because they realize you're never going to give them the thing that they wanted, the thing that they did all those other things for. And so I responded back to Sid Taylor. There's nothing normal about where we are. Also, over 70% are vaccinated and it's just getting worse. Some people keep saying things like, we just need to get everybody vaccinated, then we'll be out of this. It's the only way. It's like, it's not working. We have 70% of people vaccinated now. Last year, we had 0%. And we are worse off now than we were then. It is not working. In fact, you got medical experts and insiders and epidemiologists on the inside saying now, and I'm gonna do a separate episode on this, There is no way to achieve herd immunity with a vaccine anymore. And now they are switching plans. They are no longer going for achieving herd immunity. Instead, they are going towards learning how to live with this, which is what we really should have done at the beginning. Okay, then you got this girl. I'm sorry, but her name is Truthsayer. This is funny. She said, well, there you go. The answer because she said that Chris Rock got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine she goes well there you go the answer possibly the worst vaccine no way in my arm i'm a Pfizer girl <laughs> ah anybody that knows anything about Pfizer <laughs> Johnson and Johnson the worst vaccine no way in my arm i'm a Pfizer girl and so my response was and then there's Israel which was predominantly vaccinated with Pfizer because they had an exclusive contract with them. Pfizer is nothing to write home about, people. We've got side effects from Pfizer. We have waning immunity. And now they're on to discussion of a fourth booster in Israel, which was predominantly were almost exclusively vaccinated with the Pfizer dose. It's just really funny. This girl's like, Ugh, well, there you go. That's why you got it. You got Johnson & Johnson. I'm like, um, there's an entire country of breakthrough cases, and they only had the Pfizer. This girl, it's not much of a truth-sayer. Check this one out. Angie. Angie B. Angie B. says, I also had the J&J, and I am now home recovering from COVID-19. I was recently hospitalized, nine days in the ICU with double viral COVID-19 pneumonia and blessed to be alive. Sending healing vibes to you. Now she acknowledges the vaccinated are also being hospitalized. But listen to this. I got the vaccine. Now I'm recovering from COVID-19, nine days in the ICU with double viral COVID-19 pneumonia. What is the point of getting the vaccine if you are going to end up in the ICU with double viral pneumonia? Let me guess, you would have died had you not had the vaccine. Luckily, this person doesn't say it, but oh my God, the number of people believing that and commenting on that, who would have known what would have happened to you if you hadn't gotten it? You're lucky. You know, this is just, I mean, it's just like this takes the idea of cognitive dissonance to another level entirely. So uh, anyway, those were some of the tweets. And honestly, I could probably capture like a 100 of them. And maybe I'll start doing that on the beginning of some of these episodes kind of going through some average American discussion on something like this and kind of breaking down where people are off and what they believe in discussing that because I find that pretty interesting. But anyway, Back to this pamphlet designed by the De Beaumont Organization, D E, and then Beaumont, um, which is an organization that is committed to uh, convincing people that the COVID vaccine is safe. It says this is a foundation that advances policy, builds partnerships, and strengthens public health. And uh, the big thing here is this is a national public education campaign. Rooted in grassroots organizing. Its goal is to build trust in the COVID 19 vaccines and to increase access in communities of the pandemic. Keep in mind what they said increase access to communities that have been hit the hardest. Now, they're going to go directly at minority communities here. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this before in another episode, but why have those communities been hit the hardest? Is it really because this virus is attacking bodies of minorities more, or is there because there's an underlying health difference here? And shouldn't that have been the focus this entire time? But it wasn't. So this pamphlet says, Children's Schools and Vaccines, Communicating to Parents. Now, they conducted a national poll August 4th and 5th, okay, to talk about the Delta variant and to talk about parents' concerns about COVID and to pry into the minds of these parents to see what makes them tick, what makes them question, what makes them comply. And so I'm gonna break down some of the things that they talked about. They put this down into message themes, okay? Message themes are about safety as the first priority. Message theme number two, commitment, that we all have to take a commitment to ensure uh, that we're limiting the spread of COVID-19. And education, students need to be back in school physically to get the education that they deserve. Education, let's talk about how kids need an education. Yeah, let's do that after we literally just took it away from them for a year, unnecessarily in this country when other countries kept it going, kept school going consistently without any detriment. However, let's make this our topic, education. Students deserve to have in-person education. We can't be punishing them anymore by keeping them out of school. So if this is what we need to do, Get everybody vaccinated, then that's what we have to do. Okay, so here are the tips. They have tips. Here are the tips for talking to parents about school reopening. Okay, it's telling you what to say, how to navigate the conversation by kind of manipulating it a certain way. Make it clear that safety is your first priority. They're telling you in your messaging, safety should come first. Now, why are they telling you this? Because of the poll, I'm going to go into next. What they got from those answers is how they decided to proceed with their, quote, education campaign. Then they said, focus on the benefits of vaccination and in-person learning. Okay. Be transparent about your decisions. Transparent. Yeah, right. Uh, Select messengers who have a relationship with parents. Parents want to hear from pediatricians or doctors. State and local health officials, principals, teachers. They want to hear with somebody with authority. So make sure you're having people with authority give this message. Kind of why they probably go to celebrities when they want these messages out To They think that people listen to celebrities. So let's get a celebrity to make sure that they weigh in on a medical decision because that makes so much sense. Okay, so here are the reasons they say children should be vaccinated. Can I just remind you there's nowhere in here that it says this is not safe for all children. Some children should not be vaccinated because it is not safe, and here is why. Zero discussion on that. Here is why they think these are the reasons that children should be vaccinated. Number one, the COVID-19 vaccination is the best way to protect our children from more dangerous variants. Hmm, I don't know, guys. It kind of feels like the fact that we did mass vaccinate is what is causing more dangerous variants. It doesn't really seem from those tweets I just read that the vaccine stopped people from getting very sick. Now, granted, children are not really at risk regardless, so the fact that they want to universally mass vaccinate millions of children in America for something that does not do much to children is already very concerning. But to have your bullet point one say that this vaccine is the best way to protect you from dangerous variants, how do you know? You don't even know what dangerous variants are to come. You don't even know how to isolate or test specific variants technically So how can you say this vaccine is the best way to protect them from the variants? What if this vaccine is causing the variants? I know they like to fact check that and say that's not true, but it's a little odd that we have an outbreak in the summertime, more cases in the summertime, right after we're unveiling this mass vaccination. It seems a little bit odd that it's happening this way. I mean, you gotta look a little deeper and wonder where that's coming from. Is this just a natural progression of a virus? Is this just because some people aren't wearing masks? I mean, come on. Bullet point number two, vaccination can help children stay in school safely and get the education they deserve. They deserve to be in school, everyone. So let's just all get vaccinated because we don't wanna hurt kids by taking them out of school. So let's just put them in school but cover their faces all day, because that's totally normal. Let's create OCD behaviors because we're teaching them everybody's dangerous, everybody's a risk, and if you don't wear your mask, you are now going to be exposed and potentially kill yourself and others. That's totally normal. And kids apparently deserve that. But as long as they're in person. Okay, bullet point number three. Parents can protect their children from needing hospitalization or having long-lasting COVID-19 symptoms. Parents, if only you get your child vaccinated, you could keep them from being hospitalized. They're probably not going to get hospitalized anyway because the data is so ridiculously low on children as far as number of children that are hospitalized or have these very severe reactions to the point where it's almost statistically 0%. But you wouldn't want that on your conscience if you were one of the ones, right? So just get them vaccinated to keep them from being hospitalized in a way that they wouldn't have been anyway, but could have been because that's what they need to sell you to get you to take action. Bullet point number four, pediatricians recommend teenagers get the COVID-19 vaccine. Of course they do. Who do they work for? I mean, come on. You really think pediatricians are going to tell you no? The entire medical community is hopping on board with a narrative here that even actors are weighing in on, okay? Like, of course they're going to say yes they should get vaccinated. That's our Remember, it's our only way out. It's our only way out of this. Even though there's no long-term safety data for adults or children, even though there have been issues with myocarditis in teenagers and older children, and we'll just push that to the side, even though there's zero data on little children, even though they've started putting them into trials and they're already trying to push the idea that they'll all need to get it too, of course pediatricians, are recommending this. They are not able to go against this. Granted, you probably, many of you listening might be going to healthcare practitioners that do not agree with this, but unfortunately, it's all or nothing right now. Bullet point number five, medical science has proven that other vaccines keep dangerous diseases and viruses away from our children. The COVID-19 vaccines are no different. They actually said that. Other vaccines work. The COVID-19 vaccines are no different. Really? Is that true? Can you actually say the COVID-19 vaccines are no different when they are a different technology altogether? Can you say they're no different when you have no long-term safety data? How can you make the assumption that it's going to do what every other vaccine does? What a terribly irresponsible thing to say when trying to create messaging for people in trusted positions of authority to use on worried and scared parents. How incredibly irresponsible. You cannot say any of those things. There is absolutely no data to substantiate any of those things. Any of them. All five of those bullet points. Okay, now those bullet points are targeting the parents who responded to these questions. Okay, they asked first, which statement from a school official would make you feel most confident when your school was reopening? And this is what I thought was the most disturbing part of all of this. The question was, which statement would you find the most convincing argument for why parents should get their children vaccinated. They're asking a bunch of parents what it would take to convince you to just do it. What would it take to convince you to get the vaccine for your children? Why are they asking them this? They want to get inside the heads of parents And they want to tailor and manipulate the message that will get them to say yes. This is straight up psychological manipulation. Now, this is not the only thing they do it for. Obviously, they do this on everything. All these little focus groups, that's what they're designed to do. But here are some of the statements that they said. One of them was, vaccinated children can go back to school in person and without masks to get the education they want, need, and deserve. So they're asking, is this something that would convince you to get them? Look, guys, your kids can go back to school. They can be in person, and they won't have to wear masks. Now, isn't that interesting? Because obviously, masks are everywhere now, even with the teachers that are vaccinated. Another one they said was, Vaccinated children can safely see their family and friends again without masking, without distancing. I mean, if this is not dangling the carrot, I don't know what is. Hey, if you just do this, you're not going to have to wear that mask anymore. You'll be able to see your friends. You don't even have to social distance. You can go back to normal. Man, that sounds pretty exciting, right? I mean, who doesn't want that? It almost makes you want to do it just so you can have that. But do any of you really think they're going to give all that to you? I mean, didn't they say that already? And what happened? All the vaccinated people still have to wear masks. But I thought that's why we were getting it, they said. Sorry, too late. We can't change this now. We've got this crazy variant that's happening. Oh, and it's probably all the fault of the unvaccinated. Another thing they said, vaccinated children can return to sports and extracurricular activities without masks. They keep mentioning this. But what if your kids could go to school without masks again, huh? What if they could do sports without masks? What if they wouldn't have to social distance? Hmm. Like they're kind of totally trying to uh, make this very attractive. And these are the three... um, Things I found were just so extremely manipulative. One, they're lying. Is that going to happen? These kids aren't going to go anywhere without masks. They're going to still force it, and they're going to blame it on the kids who aren't getting vaccinated. We've seen all of this before. And this is the thing that kind of pisses me off. Here's another one they said. Vaccinating children can help the country reach herd immunity and can protect mental and physical effects of lockdowns and other restrictions. Oh my God, listen to what they're saying. We punished you with lockdowns and other restrictions. We did that to you. We didn't have to do that to you, but we did that to you. And guess what? That had negative mental and physical effects on you and your kids. And we know that. But if you just get vaccinated, then we can remove all those things. Then you won't have to be punished anymore. Even though they're the ones that put you in that position in the first place. Now they're saying you have to do something else to get them to stop punishing you. I mean, it's just so crazy to me how people are not freaking the beep out at this. If we force you all to get vaccinated, and again, what does that even mean? Two doses, but a booster shot at some point, but maybe later, but how many? Like, we don't even know what that means. If you just do it, guys... I can let you go on with your lives. Like who's in control of us that they can even give us back the power that is part of our basic liberties and rights? The power to earn a living, the right to earn a living. We're talking about the same thing that happened with lockdowns, right? People were fighting, hey, you can't take away my right to earn a living by shutting down my business. Now all of a sudden, you're not gonna be able to work at this business because you're not vaccinated. So you're doing the same thing again. Why would you need to push people so freaking hard? Why would you need to just, God, I mean, it just feels like a super strict parent who's just taking away things because you have bad behavior and now I'm going to send you to military school. I mean, who has the right to have that kind of control over us as if we did anything wrong? Ugh, so frustrating. And it's so concerning to see things like this that are designed to create messaging that will manipulate, messaging that will mold you, push you, coerce you, get you to think and feel a certain way around it. Somebody took you guys days, if not longer, to create this thing. They're sitting in a think tank somewhere going, what do we need to do to convince people? All right, let's poll people. Let's see what they say. And then we'll get an idea of what they say. And then we'll just do the thing that's going to make them say yes. This is all about increasing confidence in the vaccine. Guys, if the vaccine did what it said it was going to do, and we saw the results that they said were going to come, don't you think... It would be a situation where we didn't need convincing. I mean, is that so far out there to understand? If it was doing the job it was supposed to do the way it promised to do it, you wouldn't have to convince anyone. They would be asking you for it. If they're not asking you for it and you've given them all your pluses and they still don't want it, then leave people alone. If it works the way you say it works, then it won't matter if some people opt out. And if it doesn't work the way you say it works, then now you understand why people are opting out. Coercion has no place in medicine. There is not a single drug, pharmaceutical product, or medical intervention that is without risk for some. Anyway, that's the end of my episode today, guys. Stay tuned. I'm back, and we're going to be doing this. Had a huge response to my first episode last week. I'm over 320,000 plays on this podcast. Just imagine what's going to happen as we continue to build it. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening to another episode of What They Aren't Telling You.